Hi, yay. Yeah, we're on, Rita. We're on. I mean, I wasn't ready. We've had it's 4:33. You're not ready. I literally was just asking, did you tweet out? Oh, I had the link again. Hang on, I gotta hit the button. I gotta hit the button. I was like, hey, did you tweet? And you was like, hey, I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Rita, the day of the Chargers game, this show was over by 4:33. I know, right? (laughs) All right, it's it's over. Finally, it's over in overtime. The Ravens survive. 34-31, they beat the Vikings. They improved to six and two, and considering what happened elsewhere today, they're the best team in the AFC. I know you don't feel that way right now. I understand that you're feeling some things. Me, not just Rita. Definitely Rita. Because I came in here Rita annoyed. In. Actually, I'm really glad the game went to overtime because it kind of allowed Rita to cool down. A you're little right. Bit. You're right. You're right, friend. Because <laughs> I definitely came in here a little test. Yeah. Because I was annoyed with everybody. Offense, defense, special teams, everybody pissed me off today. And, you know, the Ravens, you know, if you ask me, they saw my tweets. (laughs) That's how I'm I'm, that's the story. I'm sticking to it, Glenn. I'm going to stick to that story. Uh, He he turned the volume down. Yeah, that's that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. So my theory is that they heard what I had to say or saw what I had to say on Twitter, on the Twitters and got their ex together. Uh, I mean, I'll go with that. Particularly my godson, Lamar Jackson. It was all right. It was a weird day. Ravens win at the end of the day. The Ravens win. This is the Project Game Day postgame show. It's brought to you by Window Nation, Glory Days Grill and Underdog Fantasy Football. Uh, she's the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard. I'm Glenn Clark. Um, it's not just that, like, it's easy to say. There's something brainless about saying, well, that's all that matters is the Ravens won. It's not all that matters. There's other things that matter, and we'll talk about those things throughout the course of this. The defense is a problem. We can't ignore that. It's a problem. Perhaps we can allow ourselves to be slightly encouraged by the fact that in the second half and overtime, they actually ran the ball a little bit with the running backs. Yes. Maybe there's something to take from that. I don't know. We got to see it for more than just, you know, the well, second half and overtime of one you, game. They were missing two guys on the line um, yep. of the Vikings, including Michael Pierce, mm, former Raven. Correct. Um, so so I, I don't want to take away what they did. They exploited the weakness that they had. Um, but I still think that running the ball is a problem. At one point, Lamar was the, the premier back, and he's the quarterback. And we keep seeing that. That's That's been – the story for when their run game is doing well, it's Lamar, and then there's everybody else. Now, like you said, down the stretch, Devontae Freeman started to get some some Mm -hmm. great – even Le'Veon Bell started to look more decisive than we've seen him in uh, in previous weeks. But – at what point, though, does the does this run blocking improve and that allows other guys to kind of get involved in the run game outside of Lamar, who uh, uh, continues to make that go? These num- by the, the Ravens' running backs ran the ball a total of five times in the first half. Yes. A total right. of five times. How many in did the Lamar run himself? Oh, he ran the ball 11 times, I think, in the first half See? alone. Yeah. Yeah. In as the game went, look, Lamar was still the leading carrier of the day. Let's not, and that's that. By the way, that doesn't. Even I know that doesn't bother you, right? It bothers me in the sense that I would, I would love it if, I, knowing what they have, I kind of assume that's the way it's going to be. I, I'm not looking for last year. I'm not looking for two years ago. I just need serviceable. I need help. I need taking a little bit off of Lamar Jackson's that's, that's, plate. That's my point. From yes. from these running and backs, and that's right my now. issue. Yes. For the for the as the game ended, Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell 
combined for 24 carries. Okay. And combined for 127 yards. So it got better. They averaged about five yards per carry. A Again, piece. to your point, it was a Vikings defense that was depleted and then worn down as the game went on. So those numbers are probably a little bit skewed. But if it's a sign of Devontae Freeman maybe at this point settling in as the top guy, and we pointed out during the week his num his I have not been impressed by Devontae Freeman as a runner, but he only had twenty what, twenty carries coming into today's game. So there hadn't been a lot to, for me to work right, with. Right. And as a runner this year, the metrics said he was getting more yards than what were to be expected when he ran the ball. So with a banged-up offensive line that hasn't been very good, Devontae Freeman, in a limited amount of work, was doing more than what could have been expected from a running back in those circumstances. In fact, he had more uh, rushing yards over expected than even Lamar Jackson, who we know is one of the most elusive athletes on the face of the planet. So I'm not trying to oversell Devontae Freeman and say, like, this is the solution to your problems as a run offense, but it looks like he's asserted himself as being the guy for now, and you can only hope that this is a positive sign of what the Ravens can do. Because if they could just run the ball a little bit, uh, Rita, just a little a bit, little bit, they would have. They, if they could run the ball, clearly we know that they can pass. Now I don't yep. want to hear anything about passing. Ravens, I believe, are top ten in passing. You can probably confirm that. Mm -hmm. I just feel no, uh, they're yeah, a top ten sure. passing team. Um, but if they could have a little bit of balance when it comes to the running game, and I'm talking by balance, I mean not allowing Lamar to be the premier back and to get the offensive run game going, then this team is really a problem. Correct. It's really a problem. Correct. And considering the guys that they don't have right now and on the offensive line. And, by the line, way, you saw extended drives in the second half. Yes. Helpful. I, I know it didn't prevent the defense from giving up a little late touchdown, but it definitely helped the defense. Absolutely. To have a little bit more time Something off the Something we field. didn't see two weeks ago, exactly right? Exactly right. We weren't allowed to see that two weeks ago. And so being consistent with it, just continuing to have some balance, um, you know, helps. And like you said, I am just with the fact that we get it. We know that Lamar is elusive. We know that he's the guy that's going to get, continue to do this. You know how I feel about this. I still, I still obviously have some concerns because he is the quarterback. I don't want him to get hit, even though we know that he avoids them most times. I just want to see a little bit more consistency from the three guys. And I felt like today, um, again, I, I'm aware of the people that they had out yep. from Minnesota. Yep. So I do have to take that into consideration because moving forward, we don't know how this is going to go. However, Le'Veon Bell up until today has looked skittish at best. Mm -hmm. That's probably I'm probably being nice. I agree. Indecisive. He looked more decisive today. He looked more stronger today. And not even like the old school Le'Veon Bell tentative yeah. where like a different type of right. he just didn't look like he had he it. He just didn't look like he had it anymore but today I, fe I feel like he looked somewhat of a... a he got forward a, a, a couple he, he times. Got, he yep. got his former self going and like you said Freeman obviously in the second half played tremendously. It allowed them to move the I, ball. And the run in overtime is the best run we've seen from any back this season. And I think what irritates me a lot is that the the the, plat, the pass in the flat that Lamar threw to Freeman, and I think in the first half, and maybe it was the second quarter, he pro he it's it's not only a first down; it's probably twenty yards down the field that he miss and he misses a wide open Freeman in, in space. 
Um, and I'm glad that the Ravens found a way to say, okay, well, maybe we do need to get go to the flat because they're giving us the flat sure. finally. Yep. Yep. Um, but Freeman, I mean, I'm just making my point, like he's been available today in the flat. He's been available in the run game. So I would like to see in the future, you know, him probably being utilized a little bit more because in the past it's been Murray. And now because Murray's been hurt, we've seen a little bit more of him. So I think he's done enough moving forward to get more play because particularly in the passing game, we know what he can do. We know what his resume has been. And I think he's earned that spot so far. I, at this point, yes. I, I, you can't argue with that. Yeah. He is to this point earned that. And, well, and let me say earned that. Earned that is probably the wrong way to say it. I, I'm gonna t- I, I don't think that any of these guys are going to be number one with a bullet, right? Like, I don't think any of these backs are going to be a dominant – overwhelming majority of I the agree. carry type of back. I, I don't think that's going to come. And that's not what they're going to do. Right. It doesn't even matter. That's right. not what they clearly told us that this is a system, a committee of running backs. Right. And, but I'm, and I'm fine with that, right? Like, you got what you got. Yeah. I just need to know that you can't, that any of them can do anything that's helpful. And we've had good reason to wonder if that could be the case. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny, that's the reality of it. Like, we know it's that's the, the reality. The it. reality of it is that none of them had done anything other than the Chargers game, and that was against the worst run defense in the NFL. None of them had done anything at all that made you say, this can be a helpful piece for the Ravens moving forward. Today, you saw it from Devontae Freeman. Today, you said, okay. And to your point, you saw a little bit from Le'Veon Bell, too. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to overreact to it. You can't. I'm, I'm they ag- can't. You can't know what they were missing right. today. So I'm you can't. I'm acknowledging it. Yes. I'm saying, I hope it's a sign. I hope the Ravens' offensive line gets some pieces back as the year goes on. I hope that Patrick McCary is there back there at some point. I hope that Ben Cleveland's back at some point. Um, you know, they're not they're not tossing aside the idea that Juwan James could be part of the program before it's all said and done. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm skeptical, right? Like, but you know, let's it's, it's it hasn't been we ruled need out. The help. And they didn't even get Nick Boyle back today, right? No, Which we all thought they might. So right. we're now sort of assuming that Thursday night's going to be the night for Nick Boyle. And so that will be helpful potentially too. Potentially Nick Boyle, potentially Sammy Watkins. Uh, right. You know, so you'll have some guys that I think that probably could have gone today, but decided they wanted to wait till Thursday night to to, to premiere. They they survived today. Did. They showed a couple of things that might be positives moving forward, and in an AFC where no one's any good. That is not true. It's just very parody laced. It's parody ri- driven. Fair. Fair. But no one's significantly good. No one's – like, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Jaguars today. But that's the NFL for you. Week by week, it I mean, just – You're I mean, supposed to be losing the Jaguars. Okay, so the Ravens got skull dragged by the Bengals only to get beat by the Jets, and then they got skull dragged yeah, by the did. Browns, they but did, the Browns yeah. lost to the Steelers. And the Ste- you know, it's just, it's just one big cluster F. Um, I want to talk, though, about yes. the fact that the Ravens finally did something that I've been begging for. Mm-hmm. For how long, Glenn? So, uh, for a good a, a couple of years, frankly. No, but but in terms of this season, what yes. was, I think I was literally livid about this at the for the Bengals game. I, I feel like I came in here with the same argument two weeks ago, and I was going to come in here with the same argument today. Well, you were hot until they actually started doing it, which is acknowledging that the flat is there, the flat. 
was there and has been there. And you want to know why? Because when these opposing defenses look at film, what they're seeing is that Lamar doesn't commit to the flat. He commits downfield. The Ravens are like one of the, the – they're the, one of the top downfield passing teams in the whole National Football League. Yep. So what they don't do is do the short passes. They don't do the passes in the flat. And defenses know that. So all game, they were giving – the Ravens, the flat. It was there for the taking. And for the first half, they were not taking the flat. And it was pissing me off again. <laughs> because two weeks ago in uh, against the Bengals, I had this exact same argument. Live to see another down. Live to see another down. And, I, and, and I'm going to – I don't know who adjusted this. I don't know if this is Greg Roman because I really feel like a lot of this was on Lamar. I feel like Lamar is a guy that wants to make the play, mm -hmm. the big play. He doesn't want A little want bit to, of hero ball, yeah. He wants to play hero ball more times than not, and because of that, he doesn't want to get and, – and also, too, Glenn, because of his athleticism, because of who he is, sure. I, think I think that he thinks, well, I don't have to give these guys that because I can do that myself on the ground. So I think that I I could be wrong, but that is my theory on why he is not a huge fan of it. It doesn't matter though. You have to live to see another down. You can't take unnecessary sacks. You can't every time that you want to throw the ball down the field, it's not going to always be there. Sometimes you got to give it to the guy that's waiting for you in the flat. You did try it with Devonte Freeman. You overthrew him by a mile, and he was wide open. Well, but the Ricard drive was massive. But that was getting ready to say. Yeah. But the Ricard drive, to me was what I have been asking for this offense to do. If it's there. It's been there. Yeah. But it's been it's there. there take it, right. It's yeah. been there. Teams are giving you guys that because they look at the film and say, well, he don't take it anyway. So I'll give him that. So now you guys were taking it, and guess what you were doing? You were moving the football down the field. And methodically, and in a way, it's not running the ball, but essentially those plays work kind of like runs in that, it's wearing this team out a little bit Thank in you. the process. It's take, Hitting big hitters is great. I don't ever want it to seem like it's a problem if you're an offense that hits big hitters. That's great. But it, it's not the same. I think you saw the Brandon Staley quote from a couple weeks ago. I think I remember you talking about it on social media and what running, establishing the run, right? In a league that's become so pass-heavy, why does the run still matter? And he talked about, like, that defense needs to know what they're in for today. Absolutely. They need to, we need to know that they're up for the task. Are you, do you want to tackle? Do you want to play the type of game that we think we can play against you today? We know we got a great quarterback. We know we can do things passing the ball. But we also want to challenge you and see if you're up for it. Thank you. And so running the ball is great. And the Ravens have struggled to run the ball. But what you're talking about, in a way, it's, it's similar. It replicates that a bit. Keep it underneath. Force them to get frustrated, to still have to go make tackles, to still see a massive fullback running at them in the flats. Like that's, it's, it, You're like, oh, that guy's not going to beat you. He's not going to go get 50 yards downfield. No. But he's coming at you like a freight train, and somebody's got to step up and make a business decision in that moment. Like, there is some value to that that's beyond just the fact that you're moving the ball downfield. It's your extending drive. Yep. It's your, it's, it's your taking some time off the clock yep. in the process. Yep. There's value that goes beyond it. It's so it. much value, and, it, and also it allows – because you're – it appears that you guys are one-dimensional in the passing game. And I'm not talking about route running and stuff like that, but it appears that you guys want to throw 20 yards and beyond, right? 
That is what you guys want to do. So when you take that away from them, if, if you have, if you can mix it up and you're, and you're able to do all of these things, now the defenses don't know what exactly it is that right. they're supposed to defend. Right. You know what I mean? That's why this whole, you know, these defenses are doing these deep two, cover twos. Okay, well, that's because they think that you guys are going to throw deep, right? But now if you're throwing in the, in the flats on the outsides and you're getting seven, eight, nine, it ten yards, presumably it, open should mix, it should yep. open things up. That's yep. all I'm saying. Yep. I've been asking for this for weeks. Y- yes, I'm – I'm happy that you you came to the party. Granted, the party is over at midnight and you got there at 11:55, but I'm glad you came to the party. I mean, it's not. It's it's week this week nine, Rita. We're the halfway point of the season. There's a long way. It to should go. not have taken this long for You're y'all not. to come and finally to realize that hey, Pete, these teams are giving us the flat. Maybe we should take advantage of You're that. Not, do, do, do. You're not wrong about that. Good You're Lord. not wrong. <sighs> Project yes. Game Day post game shows brought to you by Window Nation, Glory Days Grill, and Underdog Fantasy Football. Uh, by the way, what a day today for our friend Tyus Bowser. Yes, he had a really Hell good a game. Yes. A couple of really big plays yes. today for Tyus Did. Bowser. And a reminder that we will be at Mother's in Timonium with Tyus Bowser on November 16th for the next Tyus Bowser show. Hope that you will com- come join us. It's a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. Find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Wish it was this week because I'd like to talk to him about this. <laughs> but they got a Thursday night game this right. week, so yeah. it just yeah. wasn't going to work. Uh, that's okay. We will uh, see P- Tyus Bowser the following Tuesday, November 16th, and then November 23rd we'll be at Alonzo's for the Tyus Bowser show. So a couple of great shows this month with Tyus, and what a great day it was for him. All right, uh, some comments so far. Tim from Bel Air, nothing like a physical overtime game prior to an away Thursday night game. A lot of sons going to need to ice up this week, in the <laughs> words of Steve Smith. Um, yeah, look, it's easy to dismiss the Dolphins because they're the Dolphins, and they, st- boy, what a, what a, what a, you know, like, I don't, I didn't buy into them as being a dark horse Super Bowl contender, but I did not, in no world did I see them being as bad as they've Who? been. The Dolphins, oh, my well. God. Well, uh, they've been awful, but well, it, it, you'll dismiss that and you'll say, oh, this is a cakewalk going down there. But to his point, you play this really physical game. Um, you've been banged up. Hopefully you got some reinforcements coming on Thursday, but you've been banged up and you got to get on a plane and you don't really get the practice this week. That's the reality of the Thursday night weeks is like there really isn't a practice. They do a couple of walkthroughs at night. They'll go into the building and they'll 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 walk through a couple of things, but then they got to travel on Wednesday, yeah, um, and be down in Miami for Thursday. So there's a lot to ask. Like again, there's no reason why they should be losing to the Dolphins on Thursday night, but it, it's not a gimme. It's not a cakewalk. They got work to do. They got it's work not, to do this yeah. week. For I mean, sure. w- we were talking um, off air, and the Dolphins Texans game seemed pretty crappy. Nine turnovers it appeared. So yeah. the Dolphins didn't play great. However, they did play the Texans. So. The Texans, we know, aren't good. Um, So there's that. But, yeah, like you would like to think that they have a lot of issues. I I would like to assume Tua is probably not going to play. He has a fracture in his um, finger, we found out today. So he didn't play today. I I can't see him playing four days from now. I don't think that the fracture. It's hard to imagine. I don't think the fracture heals in four days. So. You know they they got a lot of issues. How hurt we? How did you feel though hearing about poten- them potentially them the Ravens potentially going after yeah, Xavier I, Howard? I, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to hear no story yeah, like in that, the, man. In the first Please half, stories like that. In the first half, you're like, yeah, that's the reason. I see it. I see it. I see. It. I see it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I totally understand. I get it. Look, I mean, I, I you know, it, it was a weird week in that there weren't many trades made at all. After the last couple of years, there have been a lot of trades Minus made. Minus the Vaughn trade. Right, that was a big one, but that was like the only... That was really the only, the only one. only significant one. Yeah, the one. significant there was one, like, yes. You know, there was like the Texans traded somebody who I didn't even know. Yeah, we don't care. Um, So, I, you know, I would have liked to have seen them get a little bit of offensive line help. I would have liked to see them get a Me running too. back. Me too. For sure. But I... I the idea of them thinking constantly, we got to make this defense better. Yeah, I mean, you get the defense better. I, I think they could have used some linebacking help. And the, you I know, think so too. Frank. I, I have to look at the snap counts and see where they were with Patrick Queen today. He did make the one big play in the backfield, and that small encouragement. It's <laughs> as I said the last time because he made a really nice play the last time out, and I was like, yeah, that's not nearly as. It does not whatever that means making a good solid play is not as significant as a dude not being out there for half of the snaps. Right. Like, if you're not out there for half of the snaps, it says everything that we need to know. Right, right. So I need to see the snap counts today to see how much he was out there, right. to see if they had a little bit more faith in him. You know, uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's what it is. But he did make a play. He yes. did make the one uh, play, and you take that. and Hopefully you grow from it. I, that's all you can keep hoping. There's still lots of time for Tyus Bowser. Sorry, not Tyus Bowser played well. Tyus There's Bowser still uh, played lots of well. time for Patrick Queen to, to figure out that he can be a football player. It's just it's not so great right now. <laughs> uh, John, yeah, it's a wild league. Is anyone great in this league? LOL, big win. Vegas. I mean, literally, you mentioned the AFC, right? And then you're going to act like for like – uh, it's a 60-minute ball game for, like, 50 minutes. The Cowboys had zero points on the board. This, I don't think this is exclusive to the AFC. Uh, somebody would say the Rams are the one team that looks, like, legitimately. And then they got skull-dragged by the Cardinals. They did. They did. That's 100% true. They did get skull-dragged by the Cardinals. You're right about Just that. But that's point. one game. But that's one game, and the Cardinals are really good. Like, <sighs> they don't have anything on there. By the way, this is why I'm saying legitimately right now, they, the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. Well, the Ravens have the best resume in the AFC. From like, a numbers pers- well, the Titans, right? Uh, I think we're all working on the assumption but the Titans but are about to get. But now with the Derrick yeah, Henry situation, right. you will assume right. potentially that they'll struggle a Correct. little bit. Starting tonight against the Rams. Like, y- oh, nobody yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. So, look, by the way, if they go beat the Rams tonight, then the answer will probably be the Titans again. You're right, right about that. Right, right. Um, but at the moment, the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. And it's a weird thing to say when you just feel like you when you watch games like that. Correct. Just say it. When you when your <laughs> ass got <laughs> saved in the end when it, it could have gone the wrong way, it's weird to say, Well, that's the best team in the AFC. Well they they damn near lost to the Vikings at home. But that's the reality of the AFC right now. It's just it's that open. And at the moment, the Ravens are the best team in the AFC despite the fact that they nearly lost at home to the Vikings. They had to rally from down two scores in the yes, second half. Yes, they did. Um, it's, it's wild. You're right. Uh, Richard, nothing like a heart attack ending. Whew, I see dead people. I mean, <laughs> look, man. <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. I don't, I, this is like, I thought we were done with these days. I, I literally thought we had moved I, Rita, into a new era I, of the, winning football the, games. the nature of injuries this year. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's what this team and is And you're right, and do. that is a very fair thing to say. And I, I still am tired. Okay, of dealing with these heart attack games week to week to week. I hear you. I you just know I, their their margin for error is so much smaller because of all of what they're missing. Yeah. And so with that in mind, I am more inclined to say any win is a good win. Absolutely. I probably feel a little bit differently. Like if on Thursday night they struggle with the Dolphins, it's like this type of scenario. I might not be as inclined to walk in here with you afterwards and be like, "Yeah, this is still a good win." But today, I'm not depre- I'm not depressed. No. 
by the Ravens struggling with the Vikings. The fact that they battled from down 14 points, the fact that they showed a couple of things in the run game, the fact that Lamar recovered from, you know. Whatever he was going through. You know, all those things and, and, and made plays and got back on his horse. Rashad Bateman looks great, man. And like ju- Rashad, just wait till we get like some better protection, and he like just wait, friend, just wait. I, Rashad Bateman and Marquise Brown. I don't think we gotta talk about all of the nonsense. I know you and I are in, in lockstep about the Beckham thing. Like, are we on the same page? Oh, we're in hundred okay. percent on the same which, page. Which, which, if this. you don't know, we don't yeah, feel like we need them. I personally feel Glenn and I personally feel like offensive line running back would be better needs for this football team to make them better because I think that the wide receiving group is a good How group How are you not excited watching these guys play right you now? You should be. Bateman, you, Bateman grabbed the fl- a, a football out the air. Remember I was like, oh, he dropped it, and clearly he didn't. It was uh, just him extending his yeah. body in such a bizarre-ass Crazy. way. I, like, they still clearly need to develop you know, more chemistry, he and Lamar Jackson, to figure out exactly, like – it, you have not yet seen Lamar go to Bateman in situations where Bateman was covered and trust him to make the play. And I get that. Like, that has to come with time, right? So that's the one thing that still appears to be missing in this offense is who are the guys that you're willing to throw to when they're covered, not just when they're open. Absolutely. Mark Andrews, he's willing to do that with, obviously. Yes. And, and look, the hell, the catch that Duvernay made is one of the – I mean, great catches. Duvernay has done very well when he's given the opportunity. But how are you not excited about those top two receivers? I those agree. top two receivers are as excited as I've been about two receivers in Baltimore ever, ever. Now, again, I'm not trying to oversell it. I'm not trying to say Rashad Bateman has already established himself as a top wide receiver We're in this no, league. You're just saying it's you're excited about what could come from this. Tell, tell me what you don't like. About those two guys. All I'm saying is, is that once once Lamar gets a little bit more time consistently in the pocket and, and allows these guys to just run free because the pass interference play that we saw um, that got them, I think, I think the lead mm-hmm. um, with Bateman and how he blew past right. the two defenders Down the right and, side, and, yep. and split them. Yep. Um, those, are the, those are the things that I am excited about. And my thing is, is that potentially if Lamar has one more second – to wait to, to get that off. I mean, it was it was it's a touchdown probably anyway. And like you said, they that, I mean they interfered because they knew that he was gonna catch the yep. football. But, you know, I'm just excited to see what is going to come with them. And and as big of a critic as I've been of Brown in the past, I've made all the jokes. Uh-huh. You know, he's done the work in in, in the last twenty years. And, and today wasn't even him. his day. That's the other thing too. It was, today but it wasn't was, though, but it, it wasn't at first. It wasn't his day. They weren't getting the ball to him. And he right. never – it is – how many times do you see from a wide receiver on a day like that where the ball's not coming your way and they're not finding a way to get the ball to you and you just get frustrated and you get pissy and he stayed with it yeah. and he was a monster yep. as the game That's went on. That's what I'm saying. On. As the game went on and, and he was able to get more involved in it, you know, he made some 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 really big plays. So, you know, that third down where – once again, he was in the flat and he got the first I mean, down, the, the third and long. The, day, the third, the third and, 15. and third yep. 15. Yeah, so – I, you know, it, it is very fun. We make all the jokes, and, and I think that, you know, I'm glad that he allows us to, to make those jokes and let it roll off of his back. He's probably a bigger critic of himself than we are of him. But, I'm sure he gets but, sick. He got sick of it. I'm sure he got here. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and But if, when you start looking at his numbers 
over the last 20 so games it's he's played he's been incredible he's been incredible you know he's played look we all watched the same detroit game we were all frustrated by the same game but that really is the only game i can come up since the midway point of last season yeah since the midway point of last season that's the only one that's the only one he's been great otherwise and i get it there's a limitation to that he's not a six five like You'll still always think about and watch other guys and see what they're doing and, like, wish that he was maybe Debo Samuel or something like that. But, like, for... He's, just, he's not, but he's still good. For what he is, he's really he's good. good. He's really productive. He's quite the fit. Um, and it's hard to not be excited about Rashad Bateman. It's I agree. hard to... Like, I, there's so many positives for me today. I'm still, trust me, I am still very concerned about the defense. I promise you I'm very concerned about and the I, defense. And, and quite frankly, you all know how I love I love Lamar. I'm concerned about him too. There were times where guys were open and he wasn't seeing those guys down the field. Um, Andrews on, a, on quite a few occasions was open. And then the one time that he decided he wanted to get to him, he throws that awful, awful pick where not one but two Vikings were in, potenti- was in the vicinity to make the, the pick. But – in the second half, I do feel like he got it together, and the short passes helped him do that. Mm-hmm. The short passes helped him create a rhythm, and it helped him move the ball. Now it helped you move the, fall, the ball down the field because now they have to defend the flat because in the past you weren't even using yep. that. Yep, yep. Uh, John, I'm mega impressed with Hollywood Brown. Dude has progressed big time. The chemistry he has with Lamar is massive. You can see the hard work paying off. Correct. Absolutely. I mean, he's been great. Absolutely. He's been great. And Rashad Bateman has just caught – other than the one drop, it other than the one effing drop in the Chargers game that turned that the I don't the, even remember that because it was a lot because the game was already a blowout at that point. Remember he had the drop turned into the interception. In the oh, Chargers that's right, game. that's right. That's it. That's that he catches everything. He catches everything. And they always for first downs. He, he moves the chains constantly. Mm-hmm. There is so much to like about Rashad Bateman. And again, I'm not trying to tell you that Rashad Bateman is Jamar Chase or what you know. Like we're I'm not just saying that he, the potential of him. The, the, what, what did um, what did Michael Jordan say that one time? The ceiling is the roof. Oh yeah, the ceiling is the roof. It's exactly what he said. <laughs> the, the ceiling, ceiling is, is the, the roof. roof. No, but he he has so much potential that he is probably yet to have even reached. Correct. And so you're excited about a player like that because so early on you're seeing how good of a football player he can be. This is a, this is a good way for Scott to say it. Lamar had almost 400 yards in a game where you would say he was just okay. What a talent. And honestly, no. Now, again, some of that's skewed by overtime. Like, you know, it's it's skewed by overtime going to that. But, yeah, like he had a monster day, and the majority of us will walk away from saying – Because that first half was so on, true. On the whole, it was a so-so day for Lamar. That Because yep. the, because it was a tale of two halves. The first half, he was not good at all, mm-hmm. and then the second half, he rebounded. Yep. And so that – you know, we can't – as much as we love to, to, to praise Lamar, we have to – we also have to be critical in times where he's not playing And by well. the way, th- that fourth down where they were backed up at their own 30-yard line – the game turns in that moment, right? They're down 14 in the second half, and this is why when we talked about – I'm going to bring this up because people were critical about it against the Bengals. This thing where you think that you can just be down by a ton of points and give the ball away and allow another team to go when your defense ain't playing well. I agree. And it's somehow going to work out. I was not – I did not fault them at all for the decisions in the Bengals game. No, they didn't work out. I get it. But I did not fault them for making those decisions. And today is the reason why. If they don't go for it on fourth – backed up. If they don't go for it on fourth down in the third quarter, down two scores already, two touchdowns already, if they don't convert that, keep that drive alive to get back into the football game, none of this happens. And that's fair. That's a fair point. I can – 
admit that the that during the Bengals game I was critical at probably at least of at least one of those. I mean, um, fourth downs, but. Your point is valid in the fact that that defense wasn't playing well in the Bengals. I mean, early on, too, in the Minnesota game, but in the Bengals game in particular, the defense wasn't playing well. So, what you you know, you felt like your chances were greater to convert the fourth down, keep your offense on the field, keep your defense off, and your offense move the football and potentially make that that a, a, a game again. I get it. Um, I I. I don't you disagree. Your, they were on their own 36. Fourth and two from yeah. their own 36. Now, somebody would say but there's a lot of time left. There's 1239 remaining in the third quarter, right? You don't need to do this. You're getting crazy. But you knew Harbaugh was going to go for it, didn't you? It's not I, just I, that I knew. It's not just that you knew he was going to go for it. It's that you guys got to start thinking about the math of how you're getting back into a game when your defense has been out there for so much. I agree. And has been struggling. Wh- where do you think you're getting back into the game? It's what I what I'm I struggle with in the first half. I, I get the 58 yard field goals are not gimmies even for Justin Tucker. I understand that, but the value of saying, "Well, we have this opportunity to pin them back inside their own 10 yard line," maybe. But where is the confidence in your defense coming from? I, t- try to get the points. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. And this is a one of those inconsistency things for me. And I get it's the difference between trusting your offense versus trusting a kicker. But it's Justin Tucker that we're talking about. Like, I'm not – I don't get it. And that was a huge th- – it's one thing to praise the Ravens for, tr- for going for it on fourth down against the Chiefs when it's the only choice they can make. Right. They had a choice to make today. Right. They made the one they needed to make. And it was a big, gutsy call. Yep. And without it – this isn't happening. I agree. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Need two minutes, uh, and then we'll come back in. We'll start looking ahead to the Dolphins on Thursday night. It's the Project Game Day postgame show after a dramatic Ravens win. Good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two full years. Years, call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. 
What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Taz Bowser show is Tuesday, November 16th at Mother's in Timonium. It's brought to you by Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. All right, back in here on the Project Game Day postgame show after the Ravens survive the Vikings 34-31 in overtime. I'm Glenn. She's Rita. It's, uh, it's just a weird feeling. I get it. It's a weird feeling because I came. I literally came in here to argue. Yell, scream, be fired. And then up. they won, and it was like, damn, I can't even argue no more. Like, it, um, look, because because at the end of the day, Glenn, we are going to be beating a dead horse. We're going to talk about the same problems that they had, literally the same problems that they had two weeks ago, the same problems that they had in today's game. The difference is that they found a way to rebound, and they won the football game. That literally is a difference. Look, they're setting themselves up. The real story, I, I'm not trying to be dismissive. I'm going to say that the next two weeks don't really matter all that much. They don't. It's, they can't go lose both of them, right? But like, if for some reason they lost one of the two, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah. The story is going to be told when they get back into the divisional games. Yep. And all of these teams are just good enough to be competitive, right? Like They, they can't slip up. When they play these divisional opponents. Yep. That's the story of what the Ravens are going to do going into the postseason is going to be determined by those divisional games. And I'm not trying to be dismissive or like, don't watch on Thursday night. Like, yeah, obviously you're going to watch. We know that. Um, and hopefully you'll hang out with us afterwards for a late night because it's the only time Rita's, Rita's made it very clear. This is her only late night appearance of the season. Right. This is the one time you get to hang out late with Rita this year is on Thursday night. Um, Y'all know that's past my bedtime. I hear you. I hear you. I ain't thrilled about it either. But <laughs> I, gotta, I, I don't got a choice. I know, I gotta right? Be here. I got to be here. So I'm not trying to say don't watch or like it's not a big like they. It's still they're well served to go win these games, but they have to keep getting better, moving towards getting back into divisional games. Mm -hmm. And in the end today, there's just enough things that make me say, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe they're better. I sure as hell feel good about, as we talk about the receivers, maybe there's a sign of something with the running backs. Maybe, maybe enough for me to say, let's pay attention, see what happens next week. Hmm. You want to get Brandon Williams back out on the field? That, you know, I know people would say, does that help? The, the numbers are over the place. The, yeah. You guys are convinced that Brandon Williams stinks, and you can find a number that will make you feel that way, and you can find another number that will make you say, oh, well, no, he's actually played really well. Um, it's tough to figure out. Maybe he's somewhere in the middle. 
That's my gut. My gut is he's somewhere in the middle, but I can't help but notice. Was there another big deal game for a running back today when Brandon Williams didn't play? Yes, that's correct. It's really and weird how and that and so always and seems to happen whenever did, Brandon Williams doesn't and play. And then they made an adjustment, and I believe they moved Calais inside, yeah. and then that, that changed it. But, yes, Brandon Williams was absolutely missed because you saw a man go 66 yards. I can't help but notice uh, how that them. always seems to I be mean, the case. Uh, yeah, so – I get it. We all we're all convinced that Brandon Williams is washed. We're all convinced that it's over. But part of that is because I don't think we've ever fairly judged Brandon Williams after he got paid because too many of us I wanted him to become. I definitely think a lot of people did it treated him. Wanted such. him to be Aaron Donald. Yep. And that's just I not. Com- I absolutely agree with that is. logic. That's not what he does. I agree with that. Um. So it's what it is. I I I hope that getting him back will help this defense. I hope. But you know they still need linebackers that can tackle. Yeah. They still need safeties to tackle. They yeah. still need to. Not have Marlon Humphrey, let's call it like it is. He can't get beat downfield and have a miscommunication with Chuck Clark to boot. Yeah. So those things can't occur. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're talking about the touchdown, uh, can't obviously. Happen. It yeah. can't happen. I, I mean, like, that's the reality. Well, they weren't set. They were confused from the beginning. And the Vikings, I feel like, knew that and they called the play and they, you know, snapped the ball. So shout out to the Vikings on that regard. But yes, you're right. And so, I mean, look. I don't know what happens to this team moving forward because they have so many issues. What I do Lots know, of issues. what I do know is that number eight um, is what is keeping this this team gives, afloat. Gives you a chance, and all all I'm asking is ease the workload a little bit. Make it. I agree. He's still gonna have to be Superman. He is, but make it possible for him to be Superman. And what? hopefully, we can do like you mentioned earlier um, in the show. When you start getting more offensive linemen back, like Macari in Cleveland, um, we can start seeing more consistency out of the running backs. But yeah, <laughs> until then, Lamar is gonna have to continue to put his cape on on Sundays and on this Thursday <laughs> because he is going to be That's the, the end-all, be-all for the Ravens in but 2021. Th- these are the numbers: Jonas Schaefer and the Baltimore. Son shared these numbers about Brandon Williams. Uh, his 30.8 run defense grade from Pro Football Focus is third worst among NFL interior defensive linemen through week eight. However, however, according to ESPN, his run stop win rate is fourth in the NFL. So it depends on who you who you listen to, I guess. And he points out that a defender earns a win by beating his blocker so that he's in better position to stop the runner, okay. which is as I pointed out, when we constantly wanted Brandon Williams to be the one making the plays, his job is to take on the double teams mm-hmm. so that the guy behind him can make the play. The plays. That's the thing that Brandon Williams does really well. So hopefully he gets back out there and he does more of that, and that would be a good thing. Yes. All right, Rita, uh, we'll be hanging out Thursday night. Yes, I'll be here on Thursday. Next Project Game Day yes. after Baltimore, Miami. Don't forget, Underdog is offering you the opportunity to match up to $100 when you deposit up to $100, use the code PRESSBOX, we'll match it. So if you deposit $70, we're giving you $70 free to play with. You deposit $100, you get $100 free to play with. You deposit a million dollars, you get $100 free to play with because we're matching up to $100. UnderdogFantasy.com or download the Underdog app. At the NFL Chick on Twitter and yes. the Gridiron Gals podcast, yes, of yes, course. Yes. At Glenn Clark Radio. I know Sean Merriman's joining us tomorrow, our buddy. Uh, Mr. Lights Out and himself, and, uh, of course, we'll be talking Ravens-Dolphins all throughout the course of the week. Ravens win today. This has been the Project Game Day postgame show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us.